0: Welcome to the Semi-Interesting Podcast, where we explore some of the unique legal issues in the global semiconductor industry. My name is Nathaniel Lusak. I'm an IP attorney at the law firm of Hodgson Russ and one of your hosts. I'm joined today by my guest, Elizabeth Morris from Pure Storage. We're going to be talking about how to keep your inventors engaged during the not just the technological arms race in the semiconductor industry, but also the war for talent going on, just keeping people at your company, period. Uh, Elizabeth, thanks for coming today. And I know you have gone from both outside counsel to in-house counsel and across the in-house counsel space. Go ahead and introduce yourself a little.
1: Hi, guys. I'm happy to be here on the Semi-Interesting Podcast, by the way. Love the name. I think it really captures the idea of uh, focusing on the intersection between law and the semiconductor industry. And I have been involved in that industry in a variety of ways. So um happy to uh, share some of that with you. So I started out as outside counsel, um, working for Morgan Lewis and working for a variety of companies that are Silicon Valley based. And then I moved to KLA, which is definitely semiconductor uh, equipment manufacturing space and an older company that's been around really since the beginning of, of Silicon Valley. And that was fascinating. And now I'm at Pure Storage, which... Uh, does flash-based memory, and has been a public company for about 10 years now. So uh, a vibe that's much closer to a startup and has a much uh, younger inventor base, which has been exciting for me.
0: So you've seen both sides, so to speak, in the industry. Uh, And and today we're going to talk about how to keep those inventors cranking out invention disclosures, continuing to help the in-house and outside counsel legal teams as you try to protect your intellectual property, which is a topic near and dear to my heart because before I was at this law firm, I actually was in house down the road from you at Applied Materials.
1: That's right, you were at Applied, yeah. <laughs> the competitor to KLA. Yeah, <laughs> and,
0: and so just by way of of getting into the topic, going back to when I was in house, Applied had a monetary based, pol- or a monetary based program in order to reward inventors. Mm-hmm. Which is not what you do at Pure at all.
1: That is correct, but it was what I did at KLA. so I have an interesting view on both of those options. Um, I think that the monetary based awards that you know get paid out quarterly or yearly, you know, kind of depending on how the uh, companies are set, uh, is very traditional model that I've seen across the industry and in lots of other places too. And and uh, those monetary awards um, can be quite significant. I remember uh, somebody saying that they were, you know, remodeling their kitchen based on the awards that they were getting from their patents. Those can be quite motivating if they're pretty significant award amounts. But if there are smaller award amounts, like let's say, you know, you give out a I don't know, $250 for a trade secret award or something, sometimes that can be lost in the noise of all of the things that are on your paycheck, you know, and you may not even notice or remember at the time that you get it, especially if it's paid out yearly, but even quarterly, you know, it cannot, it can be a little while. Um, so one of the things that I have found fascinating is the impact that uh, peer Storage has on its inventors by giving really at a lower monetary level, but earlier and actual products. So uh, the day before I came here, I was at a a conference and um, I was talking about the award program as well. And one of the things that I talked about was that how an award that you can get at the disclosure stage at our company is uh, an orange Le Creuset teapot and I brought one and I gave it to the uh, <laughs> the the conference organizer and she like posted on Facebook and was like so excited and said, now I feel like I need to invent something and et cetera. Right. And it's not that the teapot is like such a crazy splurge. Right. Uh, you know, it, but it's this thing that you wouldn't necessarily buy for yourself and pure um, our colors are orange. So we love to give out this swag that is um, just something fun and something exciting so anyway she enjoyed that yesterday another one that's that we've done for some inventors that has been really popular or orange tennis shoes like uh all-star kind of shoes but we've found a company that'll write inventor on the like back you know little tab and so that's been it's the kind of thing that people like wear around the office and it engages like other people to say like, how did you get those orange tennis shoes that they inventure on them or, you know, the hats or anyway. So we have a whole swag board that we um, allow inventors to choose from and they can choose to just convert it to uh, like an Amazon gift card. But uh, it, we have a lot of engagement in the, the fun things that people can choose and One of the things that I think is especially interesting and exciting about the Pure program is that we've automated that system to give awards at two stages in the process, the disclosure stage and the filing stage, but not the issuance stage of the patents. And I think that's unusual compared to other companies, but the reason is that The inventor really has nothing to do with a patent between the time that it's filed and the time that it issues. That is all, you know, your job, Nathaniel Lake, in arguing with the patent office and negotiating and getting it there. And it's I mean, it's a great big thing when it happens, but it's not something that the inventor had really any control over. And so they don't necessarily need to be motivated by that. I think at most companies I've been at, and this is true at Pure, and it was true at KLA as well, you get a plaque at that stage, right? But uh, at Pure anyways, I don't think that there's an additional like monetary amount that you get, which makes sense because it's not really the point in time where the inventor has had to do any like heavy lifting. But at the beginning, the disclosure stage, that's when they actually wrote up their idea and posted it to our portal or, you know, filled out the form or whatever the, you know, whatever the process is at your particular company, that's the stage when it's nice to reward an inventor. And my current company, we have that stage so automated that we don't even review the document before they get the automated email that says you get to pick your prize. And some people say to us, so couldn't people game that system, right? Couldn't people just post whatever we want? And uh, my colleague who you'll get to talk to later. He says, game the system, please. We don't care. Like you want to post your grandma's like recipe into our portal, like go for it, you know, because we just want to know that you know how to use it. And at that stage, we're just giving like $75 awards, you know, they aren't a big deal and they can only get one per quarter. If they submit more than one in a quarter, they still only get one award. So it's, it's a matter of like teaching people to come to us and to be uh, willing to share their ideas and making that process as fun as possible up front. And then they, when they do, you know, the more significant work of having to review, a, you know, a fully written application and the claims and and do the um, discussions with outside counsel at the filing stage, then we give a much more significant award, like a big Lego set or uh, a bicycle or, you know, something at that level, at uh, a uh, Camping tent, as long as it is orange, you know. So uh, they they have a they have a good time with that too. But it's been it's been a really interesting ride to see how engaged inventors are in the process of getting these toys, as opposed to money or it, it, the number of people that choose the specific item instead of just the monetary word Is uh, is really impressive to me.
0: So I want to get to. The automation of it and then also talk about sort of the reception by all of your inventors. But sure. before before we talk about that, when is there a ceremony when you get your sneakers? So I mean, are you getting because I remember you always got the hearty handshake from the okay. CTO or or someone else from the executive team with your plaque or with something else to show that the world that you've invented something and mm-hmm. Put on your desk. Is that how it works? If sure,
1: most of the awards and, and definitely at the disclosure stage are just going straight to people's houses. You know, most people are working from home these days or um, working remotely. Plus, we have people all over the world, so those disclosure awards, it's it's more kind of a private moment, I guess I would say. But then we have particular events where we acknowledge the inventors and the innovation at the company. So we had one of those about a month ago, for instance, and that you know, the CTO spoke and the CEO spoke and we were able to have like a fun moment where we said, you know, look at all of our, our inventors that are here and look at all of the patents that we have. Like we, this is a cute thing. We did that event. We printed out the titles of all of the patents that had issued for our company um, since the inception on one big long poster and it stretched more than 10 feet in length. <laughs> and we put it up on the wall in the in the room where we were having the celebration. And then people took pictures of themselves like next to this, you know, poster that was actually so long that it was like rolling onto the floor, you know, which was exciting to everyone since the company's only about 10 years old, you know, to see this, uh, this uh, long, long poster. And then we did like uh, raffle prizes and, you know, and, and things like that at the, at the event. But it was... Uh, Yes. It's interesting to me because it wasn't as formal as far as like that sort of like graduation ceremony style, like um, hearty handshake um, that uh, I've seen done other places. It was more more organic. People walk around with their slide on all the time. You know, uh, we're in downtown Mountain View. That's where the headquarters are. And uh, so people are out, out and about um, going to lunch and stuff. And I, I see them and I'm like, oh, look, you're wearing a better t-shirt. You know, so, <laughs> fun times. Yeah. But
0: I'm sure this isn't you make it seem so easy. I, I, the automation you mentioned, what does automation for this process look like going on in the legal departments? Should...
1: So prior, and this would probably be a good thing to talk about um in our next session, because Francis could speak of this much better than me, but the prior to um, her joining the company, it had been a very manual process where the paralegal um asked people what they wanted, individually ordered the things, put them on a cart and pushed them around the office on a particular day and was like the swag fairy, right? Which as it had a, a, you know, acute like tone to it as well. But then um, when we switched to working remote, all those things had to be like packaged up and mailed, right? And now we have a relationship for instance, with uh, Amazon, but with other vendors as well. So, We have this swag board that people select from and then it takes it automatically orders it like from Amazon. So when I ordered my own orange teapot, like it came literally in two days because it was like Amazon Prime shipping, right? So between the time when somebody orders and the time when they get it can be less than a week, which I think helps with that immediate gratification, you know, aspect of, yeah, I'm an inventor and my company, you know, believes in me. And this is the, this is the cool thing that I got because of that.
0: Well, then that leads perfectly to my next question, which is reception. Because I also heard the stories back when I was at Applied Materials, someone who's buying a boat or mm-hmm. you know, I had to buy braces for their kids or something. And this is how you do it is you just sit down with pen and paper and come up with invention disclosures and do a shotgun approach until you've reached your goal of new kitchen cabinets oh, yeah. Whenever whatever it <laughs> is. Um, what's the reception like to get a Lego set? maybe not necessarily by Christmas, because then it would be super popular, but to get Legos instead of cash.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting to me is like, for instance, our founder, he just loves these Lego sets. And he told me this when I interviewed, he said, I would never buy this for myself, but I really love getting these, you know, big Star Wars themed Lego sets. Right. And I'm like, Kira's founder of this company. If you want the Lego set, just go buy it, right? But I think and, and he says that too. Like, um, he well, last time we talked to him, he's like, um, when are the Apple watches gonna be available on the slide board because my wife needs it for Christmas? <laughs> right? I was like, you could just buy it, cost. Um, but you know, that's the thing that's interesting to me is I think that there's this level of getting it as a gift and getting a thing as a gift that's like a really high quality toy, right? That is special in a way that cash isn't, you know, even when you have enough money, you know, but certainly like at the baseball cap level, right? We give out these baseball caps. Well, if we gave somebody like $25 for their effort, it would almost be insulting. Right. But getting a baseball cap is somehow really fun. So um, it's interesting to kind of see that come through. And and I guess to get back to your, you know, kitchen cabinets or whatever, because we're not giving at this monetary high level, it doesn't really feel like anyone is gaming the system, at least to gain like an unfair advantage. And from the perspective of like, you want to file four disclosures in a year and get four baseball caps and some of your disclosures are not very good, like, we don't care, right? That's sort of noise at the level of inventor reward processes. So, you know, a lot of people that submit ideas, we we don't necessarily file them. You know, we we have a pretty rigorous process for what comes through as invention disclosures and what really gets filed. And a lot of times we're bundling things together, too. I, we're great believers in big specifications and um, specifications that are going to have kind of long legs and, and be able to have continuations. And I know you and I are going to talk about some of that strategy later. But so the the process that the inventors are feeling, though, I think is like, oh, the patent team is approachable and the patent team values what I'm providing. And I feel like they feel that even when then our answer is no, you know, like my colleague, uh, Joe Kucerev, who you'll talk to later, he is just like a master at writing these no emails that somehow sound like a celebration, right? Like he'll be like, this was such a great idea. We're so excited that this is happening. In fact, it's already being done. And that's like why we can't file a patent on it. but." keep on keeping on because like we know this idea is great because that's why it's already being done, you know? So it's really, really cute. Like how he can write these things that like make people proud, even when we don't um, file a patent.
0: How are you going about encouraging? You have to reach all corners, not just of your California facility, mm-hmm. but you have to reach people all around the world mm-hmm. to get them to buy into the program, participate in the program. And so do you just do a tour as the swag fairy reminding people with their <laughs> gift? Is it like uh getting getting the the Toys R Us catalog in the mail? <laughs> like this
1: could be Oh, this is what the- I we should send around catalog. That's actually I sh- we should bring that up later because Francis would probably jump on that. <laughs> it's uh, um we do go to the division meetings and we've have done so sort of virtual roadshow where we talk about like this is what it means to get a patent and it's not that hard and Don't worry, like we promise we're never going to sell to a troll, like we're we're not going to be evil with our patents and like some of the other like concerns that people have. You know, we're, um, we are, I would say we're very aggressive in our IP focus as a company, but we're not aggressively litigating. We're just like building the missiles so that if we, if somebody pokes us, we can, uh, we can retaliate, but we're not. We're not actively uh, trying to go after anybody, at least currently. Never want to shut my options. But, you know, it's we like to be able to tell inventors, like, you know, they don't need to worry about their patents missing falling into the wrong hands. Like That's, a, that's a, a a very important aspect of the company's culture that, that we're bringing to them. So we talk about that. And then we talk about, like, here's where the portal is. And look, there's only three questions, your name, your email, and what you think your idea is. And then we, you know, we show the inventor Portal like prizes Um, and that has been really effective. We've seen a 25% increase in submissions since we've gone around and done this road show this summer. And I'm really excited that next year, you know, Travel's now opening back up again. And uh, I'm planning on traveling to our new offices in Prague and in Bangalore and doing also an in-person event. We're trying to even coordinate that with our CTO so that she can add some impact to those events as well, where we could you know, sit down with the inventors and and uh, give them lunch and tell them how important we think their innovation is and help get them a little bit more tangible um, feeling that, uh, that we are really interested in, in what they have to say because we're traveling out there and talking to them directly, not just over Zoom. Is the
0: gift catalog better in Prague or Bangalore
1: than it is in the US? So currently the gift catalog is the same everywhere, but that's something we've been discussing, right? Actually, this is really important for like in diversity, like just because something's popular, like we have a pickleball set that's been quite popular, um, but I don't know how important pickleball is in, you know, in Prague. I mean, maybe it's super popular. I have no idea, but you, know, that's the kind of thing where like um, we were looking at some pashminas, so some beautiful scarves, um, that are orange that uh, we think might be popular with our our female inventors, and those might be more popular in different parts of the of the world. So that's actually something we've been discussing and thinking about. Or should we have certain things for certain holidays? Like actually, Kla India, not related to uh, patents, but just related to the company in general, gave a very nice holiday package for Diwali one year. And uh, I think it would be really kind of cool if there were packages like that for particular holidays that people could potentially choose as their inventor awards.
0: This is uh, an interesting perspective on how to do things. And as someone who just purchased a large Lego spaceship, though not an orange, uh, <laughs> I, I'm i excited. I'm excited to hear about this kind of program and, uh, and the benefits, the advantages that it offers to keep employees engaged and keep the pipeline moving. So thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us on the Semi-Interesting Podcast today. i happy to be here. <laughs> hopefully we can talk again soon.
1: Sure. Sure. I would love that. It's just been great.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Semi-Interesting Podcast. You can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. And if you enjoyed the episode, we always appreciate five-star reviews. While we talked about legal issues, none of the information shared during this podcast is intended to be legal advice. If you have any questions about information we cover or ideas for a future episode, feel free to contact me or the other attorneys at Hodgson Russ. You can find contact information at www.hodgsonruss.com.